That L Word Podcast. Do you need the leadership work? Can you even love? A podcast about leadership and everything that people are afraid to say out loud. Do you love yourself? Because if you ain't leading yourself, how can you lead a multi-million dollar corporation? All right, everybody, we're back for another exciting episode of That L Word Podcast. And we have a guest, and we're going to have a great time. And he's going to talk the whole time, right? That's right. So we're not going to say anything. <laughs> I'm going to introduce him, and then uh, that's going to be it. Swift, silent, and deadly. It's your turn. <laughs> hey, everybody. Today we've got... We're off to a great start. The energy in this room is high right now. It is, man. Yeah. It is. We're caffeinated. Morgan's all hopped I'm up sugar. on, I'm sugar, on sugar. He's going to come at you like a spider monkey. He's been drinking Mountain Dew all day. Um no, so today we've got Chris Bannister, who I know personally, a very close, dear friend of mine, and also the director of the Honor Foundation for Camp Lejeune. Correct. Yeah. Director of Programs. Yep. For, director of Programs. I'm yep. sorry. I can never remember people's titles. Nah. I just know him as Chris. He directs stuff. He directs stuff. Yeah, that's it. That's yeah. all that matters. That's and right. you're good at it, I hear. I'm, I'm working on it. You okay. Know, we can always get we always work in progress. He's Everybody awesome is. at it. Okay. He's awesome at it. He's awesome at it. He's being humble. He yeah, he's, yeah. Okay. We're going to have to get him get him amped up a little okay. bit. Okay. You, you amped yet? No? No, okay. I mean, I'm working on it. All right. <laughs> I'm working on it. He's working on his caffeine, too. So, um, Chris, the Honor Foundation, I went through, you and I were actually together in the Honor Foundation as fellows, and now we're alumni, and now you are the director of programs there. Mm-hmm. Uh, why don't you tell us a little bit about the Honor Foundation? Uh, all right. Um yeah, I think me and you went through about a year ago, Cohort 40. Shout out to the rest of you guys That's out right. there in Cohort 40. Um, yeah, it's, it's a program that helps guys transition from active duty you know, to the world, um, specifically special operations. Um, and, and moving out, whether it be corporate America or entrepreneurship, intrapreneurship, you know, sabbatical, they want to go after school, whatever they want to do, that's what we're there to help them with. Um, 12-week program. You know, roughly two nights a week or so, but we take them from zero to hero, if you will. And I think one thing that our program does differently than some of the other transition programs that are out there is uh, we really focus on the individual. And I, and I think that makes all the difference, right? Yeah, so we were, we're today we brought Chris on because we want to talk about transitioning from, you know, one phase to another, uh, regardless. And, of course, the military is the easy one to talk about because that's a pretty drastic transition from one um, organization to the civilian side, right? But it's funny. I was writing down self-awareness just as you were talking about it because to me, in the Honor Foundation, one of the things you're right that is different than all the other types of things, and this is why I thought it would be great to have you on the podcast because that's what we talk about a lot here is self-awareness, knowing where you are at your life, knowing where you want to be. One of the things that really popped into my head whenever we were going through was they kept asking, what do you not want to do? What do you right. not want to do? What do you want to, you know, um, not have to do anymore? Right. I can, yeah, I don't yeah. Think there's any other way to say that. And <laughs> that really stuck with me. And yeah. that was a huge part of my transition uh, was that, but it's, it's knowing yourself first. And a lot of people struggle with that. Yeah. I think a great metaphor any, any during any transition, right? If you're trying to go anywhere, let's talk about land navigation. I'm trying to get to point B. To get to point B, you got to get to point A, right? But in order to get anywhere, you got to know where you are. 
And if you don't know where you are and you're not conscious enough for self-awareness and, and what your preferences and priorities and what that really means, then you really don't know which way to go. I got it. Right? Does that make yeah, sense? Oh, it does. And, and I want to civilianize that just a little bit, yeah, right? So yeah. if you were to put something in your GPS or the Google, the Google lady <laughs> who yeah, tells you, you how to there. get somewhere, yeah. hey, this has happened to everybody. You say, hey, I want to go to this place. And it says, wait a minute, trying to figure out where you are. Rerouting. It has right. to know where you are before yeah. it can tell you how to get to the next place. So right. when Chris says land nav, uh, it's, that's it what we're talking about. It means the same about. thing, different language. That's right. That's <laughs> yeah, right. I'm referring to looking at a map, right? <laughs> looking at a map. But if you look at it in like the three-dimensional you know, space yeah. that we all live in, it's what am I doing now? What does that look like? What am I unhappy with, right? What am I happy with? What do I want more of? What does my family need now? Does my family need me more? You know, they need me less. Like, do I have a family at that point? Figuring out what it is, where you want to go, define it. Like you said, like, I want to work reasonable hours. What does that mean to you? Mm -hmm. Figure that out. Figure out where you are. Define it. And then you move forward. And and to to further your, and probably uh, to confuse folks even more, but to further your navigation, now you're looking at resections, cross sections and resections. Resections, that's right. Right. Really? So now what, you got to now you have to. Yeah. Now that. I got to. So what that means. <laughs> and, way too deep I didn't even do that. That was a joke. <laughs> and what this means, though, is even your 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 GPS will do this right to figure out where you are. It's peeing several different satellites that's and right. they're actually sending signals that when they intersect, that's where it tells. Mm-hmm. So imagine uh, the lightsabers or the streams and Ghostbusters, when they all come together, that point where they come together is where most you power, are. Most powerful point. Yeah, so a resection yeah. is where you're you know, looking at something that you know where it is and you're, you're coming back to yourself. And that's, I think, for self-awareness, that's what we're talking about. It and is. one of those points might be your family. The other might be your own personal stability or, or time or whatever. And when all those things come together, it tells you where you are at that exact moment. I, I mean, what I really want to, before we get too deep into this side of it is... I think we're too far gone No, I'm about to pull you back out. Holes. We're going. Because it, it's it's what you're saying, it makes like total sense, right? But when, when you said, you said we're different than everybody else, and that's one of the differences... But what does that look like? Because say I've never been through one of those programs at all. When you say you're different and you're doing it, you talk about the self-awareness. You, you ask the, per- the person, like, what does the other side look like? You mean not knowing or knowing? What does it look in, like? In, when in you the do? organization, you said your organization does things differently. He's talking right? about the THF. I'm, I'm like... talking about the program itself. Correct. Like, I don't think the, uh, the other programs don't spend the amount of time that we do on the individual and and helping them decide what it is that they want, like priorities, preferences, understanding right. their strengths. Um, that, that's something that's not really focused on. You know, when, when you went through, when you transitioned, right, from, let's just use the military to right. civilian, what, what did your program look like? Did you do TRS? Yeah, it was terrible. So you did some resume? It was masses right? for the masses, yeah, some okay. stuff that didn't, that I didn't do half the work that they gave me. Okay, so. We talked about it, yeah. yeah. Did you take any time, like, to reflect on, who you were, what you did, what you wanted. Did you talk to your family about it? For me, it? yeah. He did, I'm, but Morgan's I'm different. I'm a different guy. But it took me years. I've been in TRS. The reason I had, because I had been in TRS before, and I had realized how much I was missing. And so the, before I, you know, five or seven years later, 
I realized mm. what I needed. What you said, like, what do I want to do? And I realized, like, I don't want to work for nobody. Well, and that's, I think, to Chris's <laughs> Five to point. Five seven years, though, yeah, you gave up trying long, to figure that out, yeah, you know? It took a long time, man. you got to cut that learning curve, man. In These the 12 guys weeks. deserve it. You know, they That's huge, that. though. You know, what, what I really like about this program and why I started doing it was as everyone kind of has their head in a hole, right? Because people die otherwise in the military to bring it very real realism. Yes. So they're, they're hyper-focused on what they've done for so long. And everything else kind of sacrifices because of that. This is a really unique opportunity in my mind, like the way I, you know, associate this, for bringing these guys together in a team-type environment, in a group. Let's all take a knee. Let's, let's talk about what happened in the first half because we're about to do our second half, you know. And then we come together as a team and we talk about these things and everyone starts to go, okay, maybe – I don't have any kids. I don't have any family. I want to travel as much as possible. I want to make as much money as possible and kind of figure it out. That's totally different than the guy over here who's been in for 30 years, has five kids, you know, has no idea what he's going to do when he gets out, but he's got a job offered to go back in the same building he, he works so in now. So you just take it. So what? he just takes that job, yeah. right? But, but he goes not, back in there yeah. and he's like, I retired, but I'm sitting in here again. And, oh, we talked you know, about like, that. And there's <laughs> nothing wrong with that. And some people, that is perfectly fine, and they love that, and, and good, good for them. But for the, for the individuals that aren't sure what they want, or and and even if that don't, is okay, no, they don't you, want that. Even if even if <laughs> yeah. that is okay with them, maybe that's that's comfort zone, right? Thirty right. years, they, they like it, and, and that's fine. But why wouldn't you take the time, the two months, the three months, you know, two hours, you know, two days a week or whatever, to take that knee, and help with the other guys transitioning? One, mm-hmm. two, if you don't look around. You don't know what the hell's going on out there. So do yourself a favor, your family a favor, bring them into it, right? Talk about it and figure out if that's the way you want to go forward. You're going to, you're going to have a better life. And I I would argue that even, you know, if you do that, you'll go in back into the building with a happier heart knowing, Hey, I took the time and did the self-reflection. I looked at myself. I looked at where we were. I talked to my family. I talked to the kids. We reassessed and regrouped and decided, yes, me taking that GS job, is perfect because I love the work I did. I love the people I was around. So then when you go back in, you don't feel like... It's your choice now. That's right. You don't yeah. feel defeated in the it's sense of, choice. oh, man, this is all I could get. You're like, hey, I'm back here because I love it here. That's a, that's a big piece. Right? When you're not asking people that question, what I saw, people just, like I said, so laser-focused. They're looking for the next best thing just to like to um, to fulfill that need. They don't know if it's right for them or not. they just like... I'm just going to go do this other job. I'm like, well, why did you, you should just stay in. Or they think that's all they can do. <laughs> right. I see that oh, a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Square peg round hole effect. Like you're going to go do this. Yeah. The other thing is if you do go back in the building as a GS or whatever, well, you're still somebody around that community, right? You still have that rec- reputation, but now you're better armed with like, Oh, what are you doing when you get out, man? In five years. That's right. Well, I don't know. Well, you should do this, right? Here's a plan that I did and it worked for me. Yeah. I'm sitting right here. But it's because I want to sit right here, not mm-hmm. because all these other opportunities weren't available to me. It's just because this is what me and my family decided. But to me, I, I feel like you bring that kind of once you transition, you have that that transition experience, if you will. Yeah. Now you're you're being a leader, right? You're helping other people do it. So. And and to kind of put that in terms that uh, you know our civilian listeners might understand, it's it would be the same as if you <clears throat> if you worked for corporate for thirty years. And then you retired, and I'm using my air quotes for those of you who can't see me. You retired officially from Corporation A, but then you went back in as a contractor for that same corporation. 
you're just not officially working for them um, as a, you know, uh, whatever it was, it, whatever it was <laughs> right? So in our terms, that means, you know, you were a Marine doing this job, you retired, you go back in doing a similar job, but you're just a civilian contractor now, no longer a Marine. So that's, we call them the old graybeards around the building. You know, you'd see the, everybody looking like Chris and I do now yeah. running around the building and, and yeah, you grew up in that community maybe. Or yeah, I couldn't, knows you. for me, I couldn't do it. I couldn't go back. I don't want to go back. Um, Cause I just, it feels like, like it's already hard enough for me to leave. Right. I, I want to leave. Let's make sure we clear. on. I wanted to leave, but it's still hard. Cause I've been doing it my whole life. And, and I, even if it, 10 years or 20 years down the line, I go back. I need that separation right now, right? Well, and that's that's your self-awareness, and right. I'm the same way. I was ready to do other things, and I think Chris the same. You know, I, I was I was ready to transition and move on and, and do other stuff. And, um, you know, so when you, when you put that into the terms of civilians moving from Organization A to Organization B, what, what are your thoughts on that? I mean, transition is transition, right? So what tips might you give somebody who's leaving, you know, one organization going to another? You know, being completely honest with whoever's listening. You know, Please. I don't know. I've never left from one organization and went to another right now on the outside, mm-hmm. outside of the military apparatus. Um, I'll say that don't ever put your eggs in one basket, right? And uh, don't make moves until, you know, the route's been proved if you can. Meaning don't quit this job until you got – an offer and sign with the other one. Right. You know, obvious for obvious reasons, because you're just taking on more risk if you did that. Um, but I think you really got to do your homework and take your time to, you know, one thing I, I like to, that I think is really important and often overlooked because it's, it's hard. There's a lot of intangibles is culture, right? So if you're leaving one place, there's a reason you're leaving it, whatever your reasons are. Intrinsically, maybe it's the culture or a, or a crappy leader at the other place, whatever the reason is. Are you moving? Yeah, you're moving, whatever it is. Um, I think you got to look at those reasons, what they are, and then write it down, define it, right? And before you move, take the time to do your research. And I don't just mean online with Google searches. I mean, talk to people. Talk to people at the other organization, not just the people they want you to talk to. Talk to former employees and and really get a sense of what that what that looks like. I'd- Go ahead. I talked to when I you have Marines trans, transitioning out, and I said the one thing that you didn't, if you could do it all over again, what, what would you have done differently? I would have usually they want they would have educated themselves more. They would have did more research to your point, and I, and I asked them why. They said because I I didn't know about all this other stuff that existed, right? And like you said, talk to the people, talk to the people that they, that's the biggest one. Talk to the people that they not tell you to talk to. Mm-hmm. Right, get everybody point of view so you can understand what culture that you know uh, you're going back into. So research is, I think that's, man, that's that's like the biggest. That's one of the biggest tips you can give anybody because we we overlooked that we 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 used to moving so fast that we don't know how to slow down just for a second to make sure we got our footing. Well, and, and to utilize that network too, you know, and and to your point, Chris, don't be afraid to just reach out to somebody and say, hey. I'm interested in the company that you're working at, and I would love to talk to somebody. You know, would you be open to a cup of coffee? At the Honor Foundation, we yeah. call them cups of coffee. Would you be open to a, you know, 10 or 15-minute virtual cup of coffee so that you can just have a conversation with somebody? But also, 
I, I find, and this was something that was important for me, was realizing the, and I love networks, right? I love the power of networking. I don't know that I gave my veteran slash military network the credit it was due. I, you know, I used to always joke, oh, if you need something destroyed, I, I can help you do that, right? Or <laughs> if you need like military stuff, right? Because that's all we think of it in that context. And if you overlay that into the civilian side, don't think of the network that you have just based on, oh, I know all these people from company A, so that's all they're good for. Those people yeah. have tentacles spread all over the place. So if, if I say to Morgan, wow, I'm really interested in, you know, opening a coffee shop. He's probably going to be thinking, who do I know that could help Jody or at least talk to Jody about what it would be like to open a coffee shop? I know shop. two people, actually. See? No, exactly, right? Sometimes <laughs> sometimes people don't think like that. Like, you might say, oh, I'm thinking of opening a coffee shop. Maybe Morgan's like, oh, cool. That sounds like fun. But so as the person seeking the information, be direct with it, you know, especially be open and honest and upfront, especially if it's kind of a cold call thing, right? Right. Hey, uh. Now that you know a little bit about me, like, do you know anyone else you think I should talk to? Like, be be direct and be clear because that, that helps. People want to help you. you and know? I took that from the Honor Foundation. One of the most important questions you can ask at the end of a networking call is, based on the conversation we've had, who do you, who do you yeah. recommend? Is there anybody else you can recommend I would talk to? Or yeah. is there anybody you could connect me with? that you would think we would bring valuable information. Yeah, it is. That's, I've never done that. Because maybe that's yeah. just a cue for you, like, oh, oh, you know what? Yeah, I do know two or three people. But they didn't think about it because they're listening to what you're they're, saying yeah. and what, maybe I want to know why you want to start a coffee shop. I'm not necessarily thinking about how I can help you in that moment. Yeah, and back to the – understand at the beginning. Just trying yeah. to understand what's going on. That's right. And, and communication. You know, Very bringing important. the tilt thing into it again, there's the, the four types. And, I, and we've not done tilt on Morgan. We need to, but – I'm a connector, and so, and I'm pretty sure you are as well, and Chris, you probably are too. I mean, come to think of it, but (laughs) connectors naturally think, when somebody says, I need, a connector's go-to is, who do I know that? Mm -hmm. So if Chris says, I need coffee, my brain says, who do I know that makes coffee? And then I connect you with that person. But there's the other three personality types that don't think that same way. And so asking that question at the end of a networking call or at the end of an interview, well, maybe not an interview, but, uh, but you know, wherever you are, <laughs> just asking somebody, you know, prompt them. And, and I find this a lot, and I, I tell this to, to clients, whenever they're, especially with cross-functional communication, when they're running up against people that are always saying no. No, we can't do that. No, we can't do that. We're used to this in the military mm-hmm. all the time. I need, a, I need a new pair of boots. No, no. Like the go-to is no. But when you flip the script on somebody and say something as simple as, how can you help me find a way to yes? Mm -hmm. Now you've put the ball in their court. They can't just tell you no because you've you've asked them to help you find a way to yes. So in this networking scenario, we're basically doing the same thing. You're kind of saying, how can you help me by, you know. Yeah. Connecting I, me with other people. You know, I, I would say the other advice with that is when you're when you're talking to people and leveraging your network or, you know, doing research on it, I would say that you have to go into it with you have to get rid of this reciprocity type thought, right? And and myself I struggle with it a lot. And reciprocity is basically doing something for someone or someone does something for you and then there's an expectation on the back end that you're gonna do something for them, right? Okay. You can't go into it with that sort of mindset of like I'm going to do something for you, but then you owe me. You, you got to get over that. You know, we're, we're terrible about asking for help. Like I'll move my whole house by myself without asking for help because I don't want to 
ask someone for help and then they'll be like, oh, man, you know, can you help you me move. with this? Yeah. And you're like, oh, you know, I, I'll, I'll help you move any day. If, I, if I'm available, I'll do it. But I don't want, like, debt. We'll give right? Chris's number out at the end of this. <laughs> yeah, go ahead. <laughs> Call it up. You're right. Yeah, right. you got to get it out of your mind. Myself, but it's always a... There's always a payment involved, That's and right. it might not it might not be monetary at all. Right. And right. the flip side to that too, though, and this is something I struggle with and have talked about before, is it's kind of in the same vein of having a hard time accepting a compliment. And you were doing it earlier when yeah. I was like, "Chris is awesome," and you're like, "Well, you know, I'm a work in progress, right?" Yeah. We all do that, but it's the same thing in accepting help or in accepting those networks. I'm very quick to connect people. And I'm just now learning to really be open to allowing people to say, hey, Jody, you need to talk to this person mm-hmm. and saying, mm-hmm. thank you. That's awesome. I do need that. You know, and again, yeah. a lot of those calls are just connection calls. There's no give or take, but you're in the back of that person's head. And now you're a part of their uh, Rolodex, if you will, as far as connection. Well, yeah. When we talk about like um, knowing your place, knowing where you are, knowing where you want to go and ha- having asked them for help to get there. What are some of the other steps that you all take within the foundation to really get people um, to where they're in a comfortable place by the end of the 12 weeks? Well, I I run the program, right? I I have the curriculum running. It's up to them to do all the work, all right, like period. So as we do that, I think in the very beginning, we do a couple things, uh, some assessments in the beginning so they can understand where their strengths are. Everyone's got strengths. We use the Gallup strength system. There's like 34 strengths in there, and they'll, you know, we give them the top five. But you can go online and get it and get the 34 in, you know, rack and stack. What's it called again? Gallup. Gallup. Yeah, Gallup strength. Uh, And I think that is really important because it's really easy for you to latch on to these military acronyms, and this is just kind of how I am, but it's hard to sum it up. So by using those assessments, it gives you – very specific script. And when you read it, you're like, oh, yeah, I totally think like that. That's totally me. And it really helps with someone articulating their value, right? Articulating how they think and the way they prioritize information or what they gravitate towards naturally. Because I would argue that everyone that's, you know, in the military, specifically special operations, which is what the Honor Foundation focuses on, that's our, you know, the, the folks underneath the SOCOM umbrella, that's who we, you know, help transition. Uh, I think they're highly capable, tons of talents, but we're all generalists. We're not, some of us are SMEs, right? We focus on this one little thing, but generally. That's subject matter expert. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> That's what happens when I look deep into Jody's eyes in this podcast. I have flashbacks of, you know, our time together and less desirable places. You said something because I was like, yeah, okay, I yeah, get it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, you have these subject matter experts or these niche positions, you know, uh, that people – you know, have done their, their whole life for the last 20 years, especially like IT or whatever. Um, and, and that's fine. But in order to properly articulate your value across many industries or to, to many people that you speak with, you have to stay away from the acronyms. You have to speak in a language that they understand. And I think that's one thing that we definitely help with. And by doing that, when me and you, we don't know each other, you work in a completely different territory than I do in a different industry, doing different things, and we sit down, and I can explain my value to you in a language that you understand, right? And you can, and we're talking back and forth, that is huge, because now you're communicating effectively, and that's vital. Should I want to go through this program, and I can't. So do you have that, do you have that issue? Like, when people hear about what y'all do, 
and they they want to be involved, but it's only for the, the special operations side. Like, do you do you do you send them somewhere, or what do you well, like for for you specifically? Like, in general, like there's other people like me that's probably listening to us. Like, man, that sounds awesome because I mean that there's plenty of ways to get involved in the Honor Foundation and what we do. Time, talent, treasure—that's what we talk about. So, time being like what Jody does, he coaches, right? He's one of our coaches, <laughs> fantastic coach. We'd love to have you too. Thank you. Um, there's coaching. There's uh, we have mentors as well. Um, there's faculty as they come in and teach. There's panels, mock interviews. I mean, we have a ton of things that we do, right? Like right now, not knowing you that well, I think you could be a fantastic uh, panelist for us to talk about entrepreneurship. And, and you could do that. You can volunteer your time and talent by like doing that. And Treasure obviously is donating, you know, monetarily to the organization so we can continue to do this and serve more people. And as coaches, you have the option to sit in on a lot of the classes oh, yeah. as well. So it's almost like auditing. But to your question, Morgan, uh, if you were not in the soft community, you can't be a, a fellow and then, you know, into an alumni. But there are other programs out there, and I'd have to look them up. But there, And maybe we'll put them in the show notes or, or something. But there are other programs out there that are similar, that are, you know, post-military type of stuff or not your typical TRS that do – a there little a lot bit of, of yeah, a, a mm-hmm. lot of other stuff. This one is just sounds really beneficial. That's why I asked if you know, yeah. I'd have, I'd have rather had come to this for twelve weeks than go to TRS at all. Oh yeah, yeah. But, however, <laughs> I, I will got more say out of this conversation that I got it uh, a week of all day. You know what I mean? Because it makes sense. Yeah, it, it makes total mm-hmm. sense when you speak logically to what people actually need, and not what you think they need. It's different because all I heard in in. You know, and some people had this in other organizations. If some organizations don't even have any transition programs, well, I, I was going to yeah, touch they don't on even that. Have yeah, transition programs, but like you get to a part where you're trying to help them see what they need to see to be the best version of themselves, right? And then you got the other program that you know I went through, um, where they're just telling you all the negative things that happen, and this is what you got to do to prevent them. That's how it was. That's how it was portrayed to me, and well, I didn't. I didn't yeah. get anything from that. There's I, also I programs like when you're transitioning, everyone's <laughs> focused on job, right? What am I going to do next yeah. job? We yeah. all know. I mean, you two have way more time in the military than than I did, right? I did 18 years, got on the medical board. It is what it is. Can't change it. But you guys have way more time, right? I would Chris say always that likes to point out I'm old too. Super old, gray bush. <laughs> Jody, a.k.a. Gray Bush, for those out there that didn't know that was his uh, handle in the team. Um, I'll say that there's a lot of organizations that just do job placement, right? And and for me, like with our, with our program that we run, it's about finding mission and purpose and, and value outside of the outside of the military. So for me personally, right, when I took this job with the Honor Foundation, after going through the program and realizing some things about myself, like I needed my kids, that was the most important thing to me. I needed to be with my children. I'm divorced. I have them half the time, and they deserve the best version of me. They deserve dad with two cups of coffee, well-rested, ready to party, right? <laughs> and they require that, or yeah. I just suck, and they wear me out, right? But And I love my kids, but that's where my mission and purpose and focus is, right, like, intrinsically. You learned that through the, through your pro, when you went through the program? Yeah, like, I, I mean, I— yeah, I think the program afforded me the time and gave me the headspace and and you know start the you know put the spark in the in the bottom of the fire you know right. to get it going to really make me think about it and slow down and reflect on it 
And a job can't do that for me. It doesn't matter what kind of job. You know and I know, the, you guys in here, and for those online that are on podcasts or whatever, cruising down the highway right now, like these guys, the military is a, is, a, is a lifestyle. It is not a job. So when you get out and you transition out of the military, you can kind of – I said this during the last cohort the guys went through. I said, hey, who in here is an out-of-the-box thinker? Everyone's like, oh, hands in the air, you know, because that's what – Special operations kind of pride ourselves on is, you know, we, we think outside of the box. It's not left, right, left, right, you know. And, uh, you know, 80% of the class is like, oh, the other 20 are thinking it but not putting their hand in the air. And I'm like, well, <laughs> the box is about to get a whole lot bigger, right, like real big. Like it's real hard to think outside of it where someone else hasn't already thought, right? Mm-hmm. So understanding that, like it's really important for you to understand what 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 do you need out of life. And, and when I decided, like, I knew inside what I needed. I needed to be around my kids. Then I started looking at careers that are going to afford me the autonomy, right, and the time in order to be the best dad I can be for my kids. So that's where I'm at where I'm at because I'm not chasing money. I'm not trying to travel or, you know, climb this massive ladder in a big corporation. That's just not what I'm – not now, right, not now. When my kids move out, there's a whole other ball game, you know. And that's an important thing. And I, I wrote down several things because I didn't want to interrupt and I, I didn't want to forget. Um, and I think Chris Lord came up with it, the uh, the five things. Oh, yeah, yeah. And to me, that was mind-blowing. So, Morgan, there's the, – and I'll try to remember them, right? So, given five things that most people want out of a job, hmm. they want to make a lot of money. They want autonomy. Make good money. Ma- yeah, make good money, autonomy, um, Work, work at home, or I mean, live where you work, live where you work, Yeah, live where you work, love what you do, love who you do it with. That was them. Yeah. Yeah. Love what you do, love who you do it with, live where you work, make a lot of money. Work reasonable hours. Or work reasonable hours. Mm -hmm. So when, when you get this, right, when you get this list, you're like, (laughs) okay. Yeah. Yeah. You're like three. And then that's the thing. He's like, now you can only have three. So which two are you going to give up? And that was the epiphany. I had at the point where I'm like, okay, what do I absolutely not want to do? And for me, it was I don't want somebody else controlling my schedule, mm. and I don't want um, to sit in meetings that I find boring. Mm. I'm with you on those two. Right? So what, were so, your three? what were your top three then? You know, it's My like, three were autonomy, uh, love loving what who, I what I do, and loving who I work with. You know, Money is important to me, but not so important that it's going to drive the, but me. But the crazy part is – do you do those things and you put passion? The money's gonna come anyway. That's right. And most times, <laughs> like you, if you don't focus, you focus on the money. Usually, all the rest of it's gonna be unhappy because you're not. Yeah, because <laughs> you're not. Yeah, it's, it's crazy how it works. One yeah. of the other things I wrote down from your earlier comment when you were talking about this, the assessment, right? The Gallup strength and and I forget the other one. The career finder. Did we do Car- that? Career leader assessment. Yeah. yeah, and so any of these assessments, they like Chris said, you get it and you read it. Whether it's that disc. Till whatever. There's a bunch of them. Yeah, there's a bunch of them. And you're reading it and you're like, oh, yeah, this totally nailed me. And that's awesome because it, it shows you, you know, most of them I think people would agree are like, oh, that's 90% accurate. The big question is, of those things that nailed you, what do you want to change? A lot of people don't consider that. So, yeah, this says that I'm a, I've got great work ethic, work ethic, but I'm a workaholic. Okay, that's true. Like focus. Focus would be a good example. Focus would be, yeah, on the, mm-hmm. on the gallop strength, right? Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. if that's one of your qualities, is that something that you value and you want to continue? Or is that something that you want to change? 
And if it's something you want to change is you're doing this like self-awareness discovery before you transition from one thing to the other. And I know we keep using the military as an example because, hey, we're a bunch of military dudes, but also it's it's easy and kind of flashing, right? But if you're going from this organization to this organization, like you said earlier, Morgan, what is it that's making me want to leave? What am I not getting here? To Chris's point, what's what's the culture I'm looking for? If the culture here is not what I want, what's the culture I'm looking for? And it's those self-discovery, like becoming more self-aware, I think, is the foundation of everything before you actually transition from point A to point B. Yeah, Morgan moment. Yeah, I love the Morgan moments. Morgan's Morgan. This is when he has like these epiphanies. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Deep thoughts. And then he goes into like, uh, yeah, Morgan Freeman voice. And <laughs> oh, it's man. all That's my favorite actor, man. <laughs> Shoot, Morgan bro. Freeman's my favorite but, like, actor. It's it's because uh, we've talked about this a lot, Jody. Um, where I get job offers, and I've gotten multiple since I left. Right, go figure. And and I keep jumping at them, like, let me see what this is about. Is it enough money? Is it enough money? But then I, as I pull back, I'm like, I don't want to do this. Like, I I still don't want to do it. I don't I don't even know if there's a dollar amount. We talked about this leaving the truck today, yep. like today. Yep. And I'm like, I already make good money being a coach, right? Six digits. I am happy, believe me. And I I go and come as I please. But I'm like, if you're going to come to me and I say this to you, then you need to bring some serious money to the table. But then I'm listening to you, right, listening to this podcast, and I'm like, I don't know if there's about. There, I don't know if there's like a literally like we talked about that job the other day, yeah. And that and that sounds like some good. I mean, yeah. People, this is some good money. When you making this kind of money a day, like I'll say it, you, you probably wouldn't be able to fathom it. But like, and then I was like, I would not be happy though. Well, and that's to Morgan's I, point, and, and not to I won't. I'll keep it as an anonymous as I can, but somebody called me about a job and it was, it was very good money. Very, very very good money. Money money is like, and, but it was, it was taking away the, the two things I said, I do not want. And I said to this person who was, and I was, and there was great conversation and left it open for other opportunity. But I said, I'm not interested in that. At the point that I'm at in my life right now, because other things are more important. However, I know a couple of people that I would put my name to Bam. that I think might be very interested in it. One of them is one of our friends. Uh, and also that I will keep it in keep it in mind and then keep the line of communication open for other opportunities. Yeah. And, and I would say, you know, money is powerful, right? Really powerful. So if someone comes to you and says, hey, I have this job I want you to do. It's, it's not six digits. It's 75K. But... And it's going to take away your top three priorities for a month. I'd be like, okay, mm-hmm. right? So if it's just a month, is it worth it? Do I make the seventy-five grand in the month? <laughs> that's what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like, details have, yeah. That's what I mean. There's, there, there's things you gotta like <laughs> yeah. define, right? Like, I'm totally going with you. Yeah, like for a month, <laughs> I can do anything for like a week. Or if someone comes at me like that, knowing my situation, and they're like, yeah, you know, you're gonna hate your life, but. It's only every other week, like when I don't have my kids. If I don't have my kids, I can, I can, I know how to rub dirt on it. And, and <laughs> facts, yes. Life can suck. Yes. How about this, though? Me. Let me throw a wrench into that. Yeah. It's, it's a month, right? It's seven, this is good. We'll say $75,000 a month for the month to do this job, but it's during your kid's graduation. Nope. Nope. See? Oh, and so, yeah. 
Yeah, that's right. You can't get that right. moment back. You can't, you can't you repeat can't that. So, again, back yeah, to, you no. know, the whole thing of, of uh, and that's a little outside the realm maybe of transition, but maybe not. It's not because but this is the, this what's is the thing is we're not taught to think about what's important to us. Yeah. And most, not even, this ain't a military thing. This is this is society in a, as a whole. We're taught about what you should have and what we think that you'll be best off having, well, right? I, money. I, it's always money or stuff. I think we're kind of negotiating with ourselves, right? Like consciously in our minds. So by taking the time on the front end, defining what it is that you need, you start to organize your own terms and conditions for negotiating with yourself, right? Like let's say work reasonable hours is the same time my kids are in school. Outside of that is unreasonable hours, right? Let's just hypothetically. And then you get a job and they're like, oh, but you got to work one extra hour and you won't be able to pick your kids up from school. And you're like, that means a lot to me. But this job also provides me with some, you know, intrinsic motivations because I'm helping these people or I'm doing X or whatever it is. Then then now you're looking at these levers of motivation within yourself or, or negotiation. Right. And, and if you don't know where you're at and what you need and what your your A list is, then what are you doing? You're just rolling with it, man. And, and you're letting your life get controlled by. Whatever it is. I was, so, yeah, that's crazy, man. You have to understand kind of, and, and I ain't got it figured out. You know what I mean? So it's coming out a lot clearer here right now talking to you guys, but I don't have this shit figured out. Like, I don't think many, very many people do. But it's the, it's the key, like you said, coming out because we're thinking about it. You're spending yeah. time on it. That's what we don't do. It, I, I sent this text to one of my clients this morning. It says, you are worth every moment you give yourself. Because that's what I was thinking. And we don't give ourselves that moment enough. We don't give ourselves the time to like to be with. That's why I believe in like when people are transitioning from anything, there should be some space in there. Yeah, there. Ha- I don't care if you're leaving the military, leaving the company. It, you need to plan it out, right? For us, we had you know terminal leave and things like that, and that gives you this hair space. It's like, hmm, let me take a couple of months just to figure out where I need to be. And I know everybody, everybody's not into in a financial situation where they can do that. But if it's planned out as best as you can, even if it's a week, even if it, but. What we don't do in general is spend time with ourselves, like thinking and figuring out like, what we want instead of what has been programmed for us to think we need. Well, and, and you know, I'm thinking of um, somebody who's sitting in corporate America saying to themselves, wow, I, I want to get out of this job. I don't like the culture. We'll use that as an example. Mm-hmm. Maybe you don't have the financial space where you can give yourself a week or two weeks in between, right? But you can give yourself, just shift it to the left. And give yourself that space while you're still working at this company that you're trying to leave. An hour a day. An hour a day where you sit and explore on the internet or make calls with people or reach out to start building that wherewithal. And more importantly, to start building the self-awareness into so you can answer the question of what is it that makes me so unhappy here? Why do I want to leave? What am I searching for? Who do I want to work with? And what does my utopia you know, version of work look like, then you can narrow that down before you leap from point A to point B. Here's a good little, and we played the game a lot, right? If you're a king for a day, if you're a king for a day and you could change anything about your life, like what is it going to be? How does it look? I don't want to be king. I don't want to be sitting in some throne in charge of a bunch of, that's not, that's not what being king for a day would mean for me, you know, but whatever that is for you is probably a good starting point. Think about that and then start diving into the job you know, the family, the lifestyle, whatever it is, your health, 
Yeah, and what are your hard no's? Yeah, and, and define and it. Write define it down it for and, yourself and hold yourself accountable. Yeah, and that's where a journal comes in. And, Hell yeah. You know, it's funny because uh, you get all the men and women that are coming into the Honor Foundation, and, you know, it's coming from the soft community and all that. One of the first things they give you is a journal. And a lot of people are like, man, what's this journal? I ain't writing in no diary. You know, but the reality yeah. is the more, to your point, Morgan, I think from a previous episode, the more you're writing things out and – Think you because it's then you're different. critically thinking it's about different. it, and, and I hate writing stuff. Yeah, and I write stuff down because it's, it just puts you in a different headspace. It does. So if you again, this is I think what transition to me all boils down to self awareness more than anything and everything. It's self awareness first. First, otherwise you're just going to be jumping from you know one lily pad that's barely floating to another one mm-hmm. that as soon as you get on and, it's going to start. And, and I'll tell you, people that listen, society doesn't want you to be self aware. That's what I believe. Oh. They don't want you because you, you can't be swayed. You can't be told to go to McDonald's. You can't be told to go buy this or buy that when you have your own brain, your own personality, and your own thoughts and emotions and feelings. Then you become, you know, you don't, you don't become a slave to what they're saying that they want you to do. You become your own person. And they don't know what to do with that because then now you have the power. Well, especially yeah. when people are offering you, you know, using the jobs as an example. And they, when you tell somebody no, thank you. They're kind of mind blown, and maybe not as much anymore with the great, great resignation going on and all that. But you know, the conversations I've had where I've told people, "No thanks, I'm not looking for that right now." They expect people to be jumping at the bait, which is this hefty paycheck. Because that's what they jumped at. That's what they jumped at, right? Yeah. And maybe they're super happy there. I'm not discrediting people that are happy in what they're doing, but if it's not right for you, it doesn't make sense to make that move. And when we were talking about this uh, last night before we got on. I kind of, in my opinion, I identified maybe two or three types of transition professionally, right? You can move from organization A to organization B laterally, where it's the same, you know, same level of job. You can be moving up or you could be moving from a leadership position into a non-leadership or a, you know, a a, support role, a support role in another organization. You could do it within the same organization. But to me, that's a little easier of a transition because you already know the culture. You already know the language. You already know the people. You already know all these other things. But when you're moving from one organization to the other, that's a bigger transition. And if you're moving positions as well, like leadership level, that can be a whole other thing. But it still boils down to self-awareness. Like, why are you doing it? Yeah, do it for the right reasons. And, and I think that's the biggest piece of understanding yourself why why do you choose to do the things you do are you doing it because that's what you were told should be done or have you really spent the time getting to know what you want and what you want for the future uh, and i was even here like the one that's one big reason why i didn't get out earlier because it was financial right and I, I was scared i was really scared and what i told myself is is like i need to give i need to put some separation in that and so what i spent the next few that's why it took me so long i spent the next five seven years is taking care of that financial situation so when i left i didn't have that pressure and i i can sit and say okay can i survive with my retirement and if i get va money can i survive with that and i made it where i could so when i left it's like I tell people no. I don't even take every client. Like they be like, oh, you know, I'll call you back if I wanna, if I wanna hire you or something like that. Um, and I'm like, oh no, that's not how this works. We will decide together if we if it's the best fit for us. Because if it's not, it can't be one sided. Because it, this needs to be a cohesive team 
not just an individual's choice. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I think it's got to be a conscious decision, too. Like, a lot of times you get an opportunity, something comes along, people move on it, right? Because it's a better opportunity for them monetarily or for their life or whatever it is, and they just move. And then they're, they just keep doing that, right? And two years goes by, three years goes by, and then they're like, man, how did I end up here? They understand the terms and conditions that happened, but what they didn't do was slow down and be deliberate and be, be conscious ha, on why the they, word. they're thinking about it, right? Like, I mean, you only live once, you know? Slow down. Deliberate. Be deliberate. Deliberate. Yeah. yeah, deliberate is a key word. Yeah, and it is a key word. The other thing I wrote down earlier was, it's up. Chris said this, it's up to them to do the work. So I have friends that are, I think they call them career coaches, where they, they help you if you want to transition. You know, these are coaches that say, okay, what are your skill sets and all that? And they kind of help open the aperture. It's the civilian version of what you all do, but it's more one-on-one, right? Okay. So what do, you, what do you want to move into? Where do you want to go? They help you with resumes and all the same kind of stuff. But the reality is you still have to do the work. It's no different than going to the gym. You can hire the best personal trainer in the world, yeah. but they're not going to lift the weight for you. So I think that all of this boils down to you have to do the work when you're transitioning, making any kind of transition. I agree, man. Yeah. I agree. Well, all right. I think that's bringing us to a close for another episode of, of That L Word. Chris, I want to thank you for being on. Thanks for having me. Thanks for everything thank you, you do at the Honor Foundation. Uh, let our listeners know how they can get in touch with you if they want to, what was it, time, treasure, or talent? Yep. Uh, if they have any of those three and want to contribute to the Honor Foundation, how can they do that? Honor.org. Honor.org. Uh, honor.org, yep. And if you're, uh, uh, you know, someone transitioning from, uh, you know, the SOCOM umbrella, you know, honor.org. On the right side, go to apply. Same thing if you want to volunteer as a coach. Throwing that out to you. Morgan. I see you. I already well, connected I him. I already like, connected him uh, with Chris. You know, the same yeah. thing. Go in there and fill it out and, and get involved. You know, it's a, it's a worthy cause. Plenty of people need, you know, we always need assistance. The demand just goes up and up and up. It's it's still trending up. You know, it's going to keep doing that. I'm trying to open another campus down in Florida pretty soon. So, like, we're we're working hard. We're serving as many as we can. And it, it takes a village, right? So get part of it. Be Absolutely. Of it. And then I would also offer if you're a company or an organization out there that is interested in supporting I know our class, it was virtual because it was COVID time. But oh, yeah. you all do treks. You do mock interviews. That's right. All that kind of stuff. So there, if you're an organization that wants to get involved, same thing, honor.org. You can shoot me an email direct if you want, chris at honor.org. But please check out honor.org and see what we're all about. Awesome. Well, thanks, brother, for hanging out. I think uh, I will say selflessness is way more valuable than being selfish. So everything you do, do it not only for yourself, do it for others, and then you will reap the reward over, over time. And I'll leave it at that. All right. Well, hey, uh, make sure and leave us a review. Hit us up on all of our social channels if you have ideas or or any topics you want us to touch on. And until next time, thanks for hanging out. We're going to have a great time on the next podcast and the one after that. So you got to leave four stars or five. Matter of fact, if there's not enough stars there, just send us and put another star in the comments. Put the comments there and say what you like, what you don't like. It's all about you, and we do this for you. We're bringing you valuable information with your valuable time to bring you key success. So Awesome. Thanks, everybody. See you. Bye.